live it. Do it. Clay off and candle, clay off and candle, clay off and candle, clay off and candle, clay off and candle. Hey, Clay. there be a swordfish off the starboard bow. Uh, Barracuda. Barracuda. Anaconda. Or Piranha. I've seen some of those today here at the, the big new, it's not that big, but it's the Busheltown's new aquarium. It's over here. It's big for Busheltown. Yeah, it's on River Street. And it's right by the old, you know, water runoff uh, place. And so they got a lot of big tanks. And I did enjoy the swordfish because normally the only place you see swordfish is on a menu. But now I've seen them actually swimming around. There was two of them that were like dueling. It was like I was at a somebody's fencing match. And I just never before appreciated the beauty of all of these sea creatures until we came here. Well, Cliff, I've been telling you for years to appreciate the beauty of sea creatures, and you were like, no. I was like, no. I'm glad you finally came around. I refused for quite a long time (laughs) because it just did not seem like something I was interested in. But I did it, folks. You know, I love a good aquarium. I do. I've loved them since I was a kid. And I really particularly love, like, they have a section here called Dangers of the Deep, and it's all like the... The, re- the really, really deep, deep, uh, you know, creatures that live way deep, 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 deep in the sea. Like, I won't even go into all the creatures that might be down there that would have fit into the paranormal episode. Ugh. But man, oh man. Well, my biggest danger that I think, if somebody was asking me the dangers, is from flying fish hooks who from people, you know, who are fishing and they're launching it back and it just flings just Ooh. grabs your eyeball. So, of course, that, while I was walking around, that's why I was wearing that beekeeper's mask. But we are, luckily, you know, Charles the contractor, he set up our travel booth here right in the, you know, lobby sort of concourse area. And I feel safe so long as we're in the booth. If, when we go back out, I'm going to put my beekeeper's mask on because I don't <laughs> want more. I just, I don't want fish hooks flying anywhere near me. That's a, what a danger. I don't either. You know, and it's funny, like there are plenty of things to not like about fishing or to, to hate uh-huh. like about fishing. But when I was a kid and I did go fishing with like my parents or something, the whole time I was incredibly nervous that a fish hook was going to catch me yeah. and just be yanked into my skin. You have to pull it out. Like I just lived in fear and everybody else was like, whoosh, whoosh just throwing them around. I'm like, you have a metal sharp object. You're just slinging around a child. Yeah, that terrifies me. And it's not even just a metal sharp object. It's got a that like barbed hook so so that if it does get into you, it's really hard and awful to get out. No. 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 They're like this disgusting uh, guts covered metal spike that has barbs in it. Once you get it in, you ain't getting it out. Terrible. Oh, I can't, I, I'm not even going to... Don't go there, Kendall. No, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies just talking no, about No, no more. No more. No more fish hooks. That's the, the hill I'm prepared to die on, is that one. But that's <laughs> not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about fish hooks or anything like that. I wish we were talking about Jan Hooks, one of the great comedy actresses there from Saturday Night Live. She'll get her hooks in you. Designing Women, 30 Rock. She was fantastic, of course, as... The tour guide and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but we're not even talking so great about her. Kendall, what are we talking about? We just don't have time. First half of this show. <gasps> well, Cliff, the uh, the best creatures of the sea, pandas. Panda, Panda Express. What I'm calling this episode. <laughs> well, I guess we'll we'll get into what pandas eat. Let's get but, into um, it. But, First, we're talking about pandas, and then we're building up to the second half of the show where we're diving into the water to talk about jellyfish. Oh, now, Kendall, this is what I think is crazy about pandas, okay? There are as few as, like, 1,800 pandas that are just living, laughing, and loving in their own natural habitat. Ugh. That is crazy. 600 or so that are living in zoos or breeding centers. Remind me, I got to get a appointment at one of those breeding centers <laughs> for later. Well, 
It reminds me of our listeners. There's so few they're on the endangered list. <laughs> they are. They, you know, they, boy, they really are. If, if we're thinking of these numbers of pandas, I'm not going to compare them. But it, isn't that crazy? What has humanity done? Do you think God gets up every morning and weeps over his creation? Oh, Cliff. We don't have time to get into the terrible things humanity has done. This is not a 12-day podcast. This is a one-hour one show. So we're going to stick to pandas. But, you know, uh, speaking of being in the water, you know, pandas can swim. Oh. And they can climb trees. They're uh. great. Uh, they're really good swimmers and excellent tree climber, <laughs> climbers. climbers. Uh, they have an extended wrist bone that helps them... Uh, use like a thumb to help them grip food that's we must have that we must have gotten that extra wrist bone to help us eat all that food i think we have or else our both of our wrists would have broken off from overuse from yeah. 42 well, mine years does hurt. um well and they you know they eat 10 to 16 hours a day oh so just like we. us but they eat like healthier food, like bamboo. They 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 haven't figured out how to order a pizza yet. <laughs> now I wonder, could we just start eating bamboo like the panda? Would that be a healthier snack? I bet it's high in fiber. Well, Cliff, I'm sure it's healthier. Nobody's gonna stop you. But do you really want to without pizza sauce on? <laughs> So, Cliff, but pandas' diet is 99% vegetarian because they don't just eat bamboo. But they eat bamboo roots, stems, shoots, leaves, but they also, uh, you know, they can eat eggs, small animals sometimes. Oh. Pumpkin, kidney beans. Kidney beans, kidney beans, kidney beans. Kendall, did you know, and maybe this is why there's so few of them on Earth, giant pandas are fertile for less than three days. Each year. Wow. Well, there's there's your problem. I consider that one of God's mistakes. <laughs> well, if you want a lot of them, you better give them more than three days to get their business done. Exactly. Now, Cliff, I would have never thought in a million years that I would say pandas have anything in common with Charles the Contractor. But Their butt cracks. Everybody sees their butt crack all the time. Okay, two things. Pandas sometimes will do handstands when they pee. Oh, isn't that fun? To mark their scent. And Charles loves to do that. Like, ever <laughs> since he learned how to do that, he's like, hey, look at this. And I'm like, Charles, nobody wants to watch you pee. Now, what we, we all have, we've all seen it. It's one of those things. It's like, we've, we've all seen it, right? But now, right. what I think is especially fascinating and scary, this is why zookeepers, they don't usually go into those giant panda enclosures with the grown pandas because a panda's jaws are so strong. They have the bite strength similar to that of a lion. Yikes. No wonder they eat bamboo. No wonder they do. They might as you know, what can't they eat with the jaws like that? Do you think that before Steven Spielberg retires that he ought to reboot Jaws but with a panda? this time Ooh. instead of a shark and call it paws no you still call it jaws because it's the jaws uh, are so powerful well we'll workshop it okay um, yes, get a test <laughs> audience in here see what they think about it you know there are um a lot of thoughts about a lot of a lot of uh, theories but scientists still don't even know why pandas have their black and white markings on them isn't that crazy it's just a mystery don't you think it's just to look cute. <laughs> sure. I mean, what if somebody was studying us and they would be like, I don't know why these humans comb their hair that way and, you know, do such and such. And such. It's to look cute. That's the only reason. Well, yeah, but combing is something you do after you're like you do to yourself, like just having those markings. That's like like your boy. Like you can say, I don't know why these humans have such, you know, weird shaped bodies. Well, you could. You could be like, I don't know why these humans, they have such cute, round bubble butts. And like, what? it's because they're cute. <laughs> what are they used for? What are they used It's people enjoy looking. So many things on Earth, they're just there to look at. It's probably one of the theories. Like asses and pandas, you know? I guess oh, it probably which... is one theory. Now... Did Susan do this with your baby? It says that giant panda mothers 
lick their cubs to help them urinate and defecate in their first weeks of life. Did Susan also go into this panda practice? No, we were told that was not something you do anymore in the hospital, so we didn't do it. Now, does she do this? Giant panda mothers breathe heavily on their cubs to keep them warm and humid. I think that could That's more of my job. (laughs) Well, see, that's good. That'll cut down on your heating costs this winter. Yeah. Because every time I pick up the baby and carry around, I'm like, (gasps) well, that's true. (laughs) It helps that you're so (laughs) obese and out of shape. It gets that like a heater just running all the time. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Look, look at them. Look at Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, and Snob, and they're coming this way. They got those oh. great hats on. I uh, us got the shark fin. Oh, oh, goodness, Boas. dear. <laughs> we bought you two hats, two boas. They've got these oh. comical shark fins on the top, and it says, I visited the Bushelstown Aquarium, and all I got was this lousy hat. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know they had sharks here. Oh, well, dear, they don't, dear, but it's it's such a marketing thing. You know, maybe one day they might get some sharks. <laughs> oh, yes. They've well, got to sell a lot foresight. of merchandise before they can afford a shark tank, boys. It's simple economics. Merchandising. Merchandising. <laughs> oh, every, everything is capitalism these days. I think it's run by a big Eastern syndicate, you know, as they say, <laughs> Charlie Brown. Christmas. But anyway, I think the hats are great. Now, do they have a baby-sized hat for Kendall's baby. You know, his head's still soft. Oh, dear, you know they do. We've already given it to Susan. She's in the other wing. She's waiting for the for the big event. They're having turtle births live over on the other side of the museum. Oh, yes. And, of course, she was strolling around with the baby in the stroller. <laughs> Unfortunately, an octopus looked at the baby and he began weeping. So she had to take him out of the room there. Sometimes the baby does that, you know. <laughs> that does that. Well, I'm just glad the octopus didn't escape out of the tank and just, like, crawl up into the stroller. Yeah, I thought that's where it was going. I got <laughs> nervous, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine all those suction cups suction to the baby from its eight legs? Ooh. That would be a terrifying sight, and I'm glad that did not happen. Oh, well, that does sound terrifying. I'm going to go check on the octopus and make sure that, that nothing like that is happening. Oh, yes. I think we should give these aquarium people some advice on how to keep the octopus safely in its cage, Sugarlump. Oh, yes, dear. They're, they're very smart. They can get out of anything. Oh, yes. We must be sure that their locks are very sturdy. I don't want to see any octopuses or octopi crawling around on the ceiling or the walls, dear. Oh, what a terrifying thought, dear. Let's go speak to them at once. Oh, that's a good Uh, idea, thank God. Is there anyone here that can talk to us about the octopus? Oh, that, I'm more worried now than ever that the octopus is going to get out because they're probably going to go, You know, I saw this video online of somebody and they were like, um, they're like, look at what I found on the beach. And it looked like some alien creature. It was on their arm and their arm was all like sucked, puckered Uh up, like, you know, like the skin was pulled. And somebody got on there and they're like, don't do that. That is, it was a severed octopus or octopi's arm. And they said that it stays alive for a while and it still has sucked. And it was like, that can really hurt you. And I was like, if I ever saw that, I, I would not put that out of my arm and be like, look. No. Idiots. Idiot. They deserve the what they with got. The world. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, I mean, who would pick up a severed limb and and think, hey, I'll play with this? Uh, well, idiots. That's Morons. Uh, they're probably not as smart as these pandas are. You know, Kendall, they say pandas are so smart. Do you think so? Yeah. They seem <laughs> I mean, smart. Why not? They seem smart to me. I'm, I mean, I've never seen them do a crossword puzzle or anything, <laughs> but I, they probably are pretty smart. You know, they eat all that bamboo. And yeah, they don't. Smarter than us. <laughs> They're much smarter because they have those extra thumbs. The, <laughs> you know, all the different things about them. <sighs> they don't belch all the time. <laughs> Well, they probably did. 
Oh, uh, you know, but here's how I relate to them. It's because they're so lazy. They spend their time eating or sleeping or both at the same time, which is what I did last night while I still have such terrible acid reflux. <laughs> well, and they also weigh anywhere from 165 to 353 pounds, and that's us, anywhere in that range <laughs> at any given time. Depending upon when you catch us, we're going to be in there <laughs> somewhere for sure. Now, oh, you just never know. They have been around for two or three million years, Kendall. These pandas, give them some respect. Well, they're doing something right then. Now, they don't do like your average bear. (laughs) They're different from your average bear. (laughs) They don't take a winter's nap like the guy in the Night Before Christmas poem. He settled down for a long winter's nap, but pandas don't do that. Now, I wonder why. I mean, don't you think they're tired? (laughs) <laughs> I would do it if I could. <laughs> if I ate that much bamboo all the time, I'd be like, I gotta take a nap. Well, but what they normally do instead of hibernating, they sort of migrate to where there's more bamboo. So I could see that is also something that we would do. We would say, oh, we could sleep or we could just walk over there and eat more. And we might want to <laughs> stay awake <laughs> to do that. Um, now, you know, they used to be on. I think. I think I said earlier they were on the endangered species list, but that was. They're not. They're anymore. not. They, they're they, vulnerable. They've come off of that. Yeah. They're just vulnerable like us. And I say, let's be vulnerable with each other. Let's tell. If the you truth. can't be vulnerable, then what can you be? Then what can? Then what are you even doing here <laughs> on Earth? Now, do you know what color giant pandas start their life as when they're not giant? They're teeny tiny. Do you know what color they are? Are they not uh, black and white when they're little? They're black no, and pink. white and pink all over. Like pink. hamsters. Yes, and they have a long tail, no teeth, and its eyes are closed. It's going to be hard to get things done. It's going to be. Well, that's why they're like human babies, I guess. They're just worthless for so long until they grow up and are able to, you know, pitch in and help out the economy. <laughs> now, you know, pandas, have, they've been able to identify a, a, like a total of 11 different panda calls. Oh. I mean, that's that's more, uh, you know, things that they say than, than I did by the time I was like 20. So well, they're he, doing pretty good. Here's my impression of one of the panda calls. Are you ready? Um, excuse me, sir. We've been trying to reach you about your extended warranty. Oh, Cliff. That, we're just going to move on past that one. <laughs> That sounds like one of my jokes. (laughs) That's why I told it to you. Well, and I enjoyed it. Well, Kendall, I I love pandas, and I, you know, I love their markings and that they are pink, and how they've been around forever, you know, so long, and how slow their reproductive cycle is. But I have one question that remains after all these panda facts have been said and done. And that is? Are you talking to me? Me, 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 me. I hope you're talking to me. I'm the only one here. Cliff, you know I'm talking to you. You know it. Trapped in this tiny little booth together. I know it. It's either me or the swordfish swimming in the tank behind us. Kendall, will you name this movie quote, the movie that it came from? Of course Only time will tell. Here you go. I'll go first. The sky people have sent us a message that they can take whatever they want, that no one can stop them. Well, we will send them a message. You ride out as far Fast as the wind can carry you, you tell the other clans to come. Tell them Toruk Makdo calls to them. You fly now with me. My brothers, sisters, we will show the sky people that they cannot take whatever they want and that this, this is our land. Cliff, was that Avatar? <laughs> it was. Then he goes into, this land is our land. <laughs> this land's not your land. That was a deleted yes. scene from the that final was movie. A deleted. Well, you know, they said it's three hours and two minutes long. We need to shave two minutes. And <laughs> they had I know to what to cut. Out. I know what to cut. 
There all you right. go. Here we go, Cliff. We're all okay. going to die, and they're never going to give me my license. They're never going to give me my license. That was learning to drive. No, but that was a good one. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh. So extra. Oh, I only remember the one line about penis breath from that one. That's all I remember. <laughs> Kendall, I can't take it anymore, Felix. I'm cracking up. Everything you do irritates me. And when you're not here, the things I know you're going to do when you come in irritate me. You leave me little notes on my pillow. Told you 158 times, I can't stand little notes on my pillow. We're all out of cornflakes. F you. Took me three hours to figure out F you was Felix Unger. But was that the odd couple? Oh, it wasn't the normal couple. I'll tell you that much for damn sure. <laughs> it was the odd couple. So odd. So odd. All right, here we go. That was, Another of course, before one. Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. So they didn't know from odd when that oh, no. group came we, And, you know, that was the first title of our show, but then we can't, we use, can't use it. It's already been taken. Yep. You're not dead yet, so stop living as if you are. Are oh, stop living as if you are that mm, it's something I've seen. It must be. Oh, you've seen it. <sighs> Steel Magnolias. No, Cliff. This one took place along. Muppet Christmas Carol. The beaches. Oh, the beaches. I almost said lakes, but I was wrong. No, the beaches. God damn it! I can't. Bunch of beaches. And it was bad. She was saying that to Barbara Hershey. Yeah. All right. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Ooh. Little nonsense now and then. Was that? Mm, I don't think this is it, but I don't. I can't think of anything else. So Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, it was. Yes, it it's, was. Is that what he sings? No, that's like a thing that he says. It's a quote. But I, I, I feel like, didn't he in the movie, was like, the wisest man painted by the wisest man. No? No. Am I crazy? No. Nope. Okay. You're crazy. But I'm crazy, too, because there's this new Willy Wonka. Are you going to see the new Willy Wonka that comes out? I'll Kendall? see them all if there's nothing else to watch. <laughs> if there's nothing else to watch. I've got to see it. Here's my only worry about the new Willy Wonka. Because, of course, it's played by Timothy Chalamet of Dune fame. And if it's him, uh, I got oh, to see, <laughs> see the hair, Kendall. I need to see the hair blowing in the wind, wild and curly and free. And on all the posters, he's wearing a top hat. And if he doesn't take the hat off, in the whole movie, I'm going to be sitting there for two and a half hours thinking, take the hat off, take the hat off, take the hat off. Isn't that crazy? But I will. That's what's going to happen. I won't even have time to be bothered by that they shrank Hugh Grant and made him into an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> and like, I won't even have time to digest how weird and annoying that is. Because uh, I'm going to be thinking, take off the hat, take off the hat, take off well, the hat. Well, it's take a prequel. It's a prequel of sorts so at some point won't he like find a hat and be like oh and then put it on so you know at least he'll have to start without the hat on we can only pray <laughs> we can only pray that there are some big hatless scenes in the movie it's all I'm asking well, for you know Cliff some people should take the hat off we should put a hat on <laughs> we should put a hat on that's one of the many things people have asked us to put on over yeah. the years uh, alright do you is it it's your turn, turn. Yeah. You rush a miracle man, you get rotten miracles. Oh, uh, that was from Miracle Man. No, idiot. That was Miracle Max from The Princess Bride. Oh. Billy Crystal. Ah. Uh, all right. Uh, what about this one, Kendall? <laughs> one of you, I'm not sure which one at the moment, but one of you told me your father knew I was arriving here today. Well, I'm here to tell you that the man I just saw in the elevator had absolutely no idea he and I were on the same planet, let alone in the same hotel. I've done so well so far, but I'm going to lose it, I think, on this one. Uh, uh, I don't know. Hotel California. 
I don't know. It was ho- no Hotel Transylvania. No, Kendall. <laughs> this was it was not the children trap, which is what I've been trying to say. Let's get some children traps and then we'll just send the kids away to some other land. Uh, but this was the parent trap. Yeah. I know. All right, Cliff, I've got one more for you. Mm. One little murder and I'm Jack the Ripper. One little murder. And I'm Jack the Ripper. That was from the true story of Jack the Ripper. No, and it wasn't throw daddy from the car. It was throw mama from the train. Oh, why didn't they ever make a sequel called throw daddy from the car? Well, that's what I'm saying. It was in development. Yeah. We've still got Billy, Crystal, and Danny DeVito. They're still around. They could still throw somebody else from something else. Wouldn't that be and great? I think they should. Uh, yes. They might, need a, they might need a back brace now, but they could still handle it. No, they could. Listen, they could just be the brains of the <laughs> operation. You know, it depends on, and it depends on how heavy the person they're throwing is. They could be yeah. throwing somebody who's really light. Yeah, it wouldn't be us. It wouldn't be us, like Timothy Chalamet. Maybe he could be their, you know, unhatted grandson. And, you know, he's got this great hair, and it just flies, and it's flopping and flowing as they throw him out of the car. Or Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. There you go. They just shrink him down. Yeah. And they easy. toss him. That, that's yeah. why it's easy, because they shrink <laughs> him. Toss Daddy from the car. Got it. To- toss Hugh Grant from wherever. All right, Kendall, that's it. And you know what? I'm no longer talking to you. Me neither. Kendall, do you have anything else to say in support of or in opposition to the panda? Also known as the panda bear. Only that their scientific name, Allopurpada melanocalicia, translates to mean black and white cat foot. I was with you half the way. I, I thought it would say black and white bear, black and white cat foot. Yeah. Come on, scientists. Because they were That's, like, oh, the coloring hmm. looks like a cat's foot. A cat's foot? What? Yeah. <gasps> oh, God. I've never been more disgusted. I now understand why <laughs> people are anti-vaxxers. Because if the scientists are coming up with that, I'm supposed to trust them with vaccinating me? Uh-uh. <laughs> but after that, I got to take a break. I got to go I look up and see break. why they named him after a cat's foot. All right, go see if uh, the baby, if the hat fits him, the one that you know has a little baby shark on oh, the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. All right, after this. Don't go away. Cliff and Kendall will be right back in one fat minute. There are very few motion pictures that can be considered a cinema masterpiece. René Clément's Rider on the Rain is one. Judith Crist of New York Magazine says, Rider on the Rain is the complete movie movie, a totally absorbing and a stick-to-the-ribs-of-the-mind thriller. Archer Winston of the New York Post calls Rider on the Rain a superior film, a thriller. Bernard Drew of Gannett Newspapers, It's the kind of film we've all been waiting to see for too long a time. Run to see it. Wanda Hale of the New York Daily News, Rider on the Rain is a picture to make you a moviegoer again. Four stars, highest rating. Bob Salmaggi of Group W. A thriller that keeps you glued to the edge of your seat. And City East Magazine calls Rider on the Rain the best thriller since Z. Josephine Levine presents an Avco Embassy film starring Charles Bronson and Marlene Jobert. Rider on the Rain, directed by René Clément. In color, rated GP, all ages, parental guidance. Rider on the Rain, the cinema masterpiece. And now, welcome back to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just 
Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Oh, Kendall. Well, Cliff, I never made it over to the baby. You didn't? What happened? Well, I was on my way over there, and I look up, and what do I see but someone swimming in a tank. And I thought, oh, it's some oh. show they're doing. This is great. Nope. It was a naked Charles oh. the Contractor just wanting to swim with the fishes, is what he said. Well, and so... They they got him out and they were going to kick him out and they said well since you helped us they helped he helped install something here they said they gave him a warning so he's still able to stay for some reason but well I'm glad that the quality of mercy is not strained even in these crazy days that we're living in Kendall you know who knows what set Charles the contractor off but let's just just forgive and forget how about that sure. Not let's, into let's it. See how no, not into they, the forgiveness. Less, 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 less. All right, we're talking about jellyfish. Something way more fun. Jellyfish, jellyfish, jellyfish. Kendall, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear someone utter the word jellyfish? No bones. No bones. And I, they ain't got no bones. I mean... It really is. I mean, they're fascinating creatures. And I love to, I could watch jellyfish. In fact, on the Apple TV, the screensaver that comes up, one of them is swimming jellyfish. And I swear to God, whenever they come on, I lose track of everything I'm doing. I cannot look away. I'll be on the phone with Susan or something. I'm like, oh, the jellyfish are on. And she, it happens to her too. They're just the most crazy thing to watch them just float around. And, and the ones that are on the screensaver, they look like, lungs underneath them. They're crazy. But, um... They have no bones. No bones, you know? My grandfather, he would say... he. I think he would insert different things. He'd be like, you know why I like Jello? No bones. Uh, or you know why I like ice cream? <laughs> no bones. And... He loved jellyfish. He must have loved them. Now, <gasps> I don't want to freak anybody out. Okay, listeners, you might want to sit down for this one, okay? Because, yeah, jellyfish, not actually fish. They are plankton from the phylum Snedarian and Schizozoan, that class. You know, I think they're the head of the class, if you ask me. Most Does that mean black dog's foot? Oh, God. <laughs> Can't uh, leave the jokes to the panda bears. Most people consider <laughs> jellyfish that term a misnomer. And American public aquariums like this Busheltown, you know, they have their thing in the front. says we're proudly a member of the American Public Aquarium Guild. And they refer to them as sea jellies instead. What do you think about that? Well, but now, well, I, I'll tell you what I think about that. Uh, they may not be fish, but they're not jelly either. So, come on. <laughs> Still holding on to the jelly part of it? Kendall, they must be jelly because jam don't shake. Okay. Now, <laughs> jellyfish are composed. How much percentage do you think? How much percent of a jellyfish is water? You have any idea? Well, I mean, if if we are what seventy percent, or is it thirty percent water? I think, no, I think bodies are seventy percent. So Earth they're probably is, like ninety. Isn't Earth seventy percent water? Are we? Uh, there's water, water everywhere. Basically, it's all water, folks. It just you can't go wrong guessing uh, that it's mostly water. We'll say ninety percent. Ninety percent. Well, I love how you came up with that. Yes, it is ninety percent. It is of really? a jellyfish is water. The rest is. I swear I didn't Jelly. know Jelly. Now the rest. Uh, most of their body is a <laughs> gelatinous material called mesoglia, not mesothelioma. This is not a call for a class action lawsuit. But this is mesoglia, <laughs> and it's surrounded by two layers of cells that form the umbrella. And the sub-umbrella of the body, what you foolishly called lungs, is actually called the bell. So if I ever, you know, say, let's ring that jellyfish bell. I mean, let's shake hands with the sub umbrella. You know, if it was that much water, why weren't they water fish or seawaters instead of jelly? I'm telling you. Which makes more sense. I'm don't just ask the scientists. They've blown it so many times already in this episode. Well, this will redeem okay. them. Even though there's no bones in jellyfish that we've 
uh, overly stated. No uh, bones. So fossils are really hard to come by. Nevertheless, scientists... Because there's no bones. I know. But nevertheless, scientists have evidence that these creatures have been bobbing along in the world's ocean for at least 500 million years. And in fact, it's likely the jellyfish lineage goes back even further to 700 million years. That's like three times the age of the first dinosaur. Oh, wow. Crazy. That's, it is crazy, especially when I think of you know the age and the dinosaurs. But anyway, Kendall, what I really find even more fascinating than that is the fact that jellyfish, they don't even have a respiratory system. Their skin is thin enough. Nothing about us is thin enough, frankly. <laughs> but their skin is thin enough to oxygenate the body by just diffusing it. They're just taking it in. Now, they also, much like some people say about Kendall, they don't have a brain if they only had a brain. Ooh. Just kidding. What they say about Kendall is that he has... They don't say that. They just no, think they do, they do say this. They say Kendall has no central nervous system. But I'm here to tell you that he does. That, But a jellyfish doesn't. <laughs> they have a loose network of nerves. And that helps them sense they've got the nerve, is what people ought to be saying oh, about and you're getting on the last getting one. Getting on my last one. <laughs> Kendall, these nerves... The Nerve Net is really what they're call, calling it. Sandra Bullock needs to get on it and make a movie called The Nerve Net. <laughs> and it helps them sense the changes in their environment and coordinate their responses. Now, think about this for one goddamn second. The mouth of the jellyfish is housed in a dome or bell-shaped central body area surrounded by tentacles. What was God smoking? when he made this jellyfish, Kendall. Well, he must have been smoking the good stuff because they've been around for a really long time, and they're going to be around way past we're gone. But guess what else? They discard and eat the waste from this mouth-like opening. They even squirt water from their mouth, which propels them forward. And reduce, reuse, recycle. That's what I say. Um, I think now, jellyfish were the original reducers, reusers, and recyclers. That's why they've been around so long. Now, have you ever been stung by a jellyfish? Uh, not, in a, not in a terrible way that I actually remember. I, it's possible, but Rayanne, our friend, was stung and had a horrible, horrible reaction to it many years ago. Oh, yeah. really? Well, I, I've been stung. I didn't have a horrible reaction. I mean, it hurt. hurt like hell. But I was ready to have somebody pee on it, and Charles was ready uh, to do it, I'm sure. But then some woman came over, and she's like, oh, no, 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 here, this is what you got to use. And she put like um, some sort of like it was like steak seasoning on it, and I was like, "Are you trying to eat me?" But they were like, "Oh, this is what," and you got to rub it on there, and, and it helped. So yeah, and I was tenderized. I have heard that, and I did notice that your ass was more tender after that. But uh, <laughs> maybe one reason I don't remember is maybe somebody was peeing on me already, like the same time that I got stung, and it, it just, just happened to be. Those, yeah, I, I got the you know the poison and the cure. <laughs> You're in the right place at, at the, right the same time. time. <laughs> now, speaking of stinging jellyfish, they have these stinging cells in their tentacles filled with toxins, and they stun Ouch. or immobilize their prey before eating them. So you could imagine. A uh, jellyfish floating by a fish, and the fish is like, don't tase me, bro. But the jellyfish does it anyway. Now, the jellyfish typically, they don't attack humans, but most of the stings occur when you just accidentally brush up beside it in a crowded ocean, you know. But yeah, you can't avoid them. some species of jellyfish can be menacing. I call these the Dennis the Menace type jellyfish. Uh, and, and also, jellyfish washed ashore can also sting. Like you are talking about that woman who just put a octopus tentacle around her. Don't just say, hey, let me pick up this washed up old jellyfish like it's a washed up sitcom star. Don't pick up anything. No, even a tentacle separated from its body can sting you and venomize you. Ouch. Kindle, watch out. Clip. Did you know, and this one really just makes the brain hurt, that some, uh, there's at least one species of jellyfish that are thought to be immortal. Oh, no. When threatened, the species is capable of undergoing cellular, this sounds like a word from an old B-movie, transdifferentiation, a process 
whereby the organism cells essentially become new again. They just like regenerate, just start over. It's called the immortal jellyfish. They just start over. I love, I, you know, starting over again. Where do you begin when you've never been out on your own? Kendall, when the conditions are good and the temperatures are perfect and there's plenty of food, jellyfish can grow extremely fast and reach high numbers in their population. It's part of that natural seasonal cycle of the jellyfish. You know, I think that there needs to be a sequel song to Season of the Witch to, and we'll just call it Seasonal Cycle of the Jellyfish. Must be the seasonal <laughs> cycle of the jellyfish. But scientists also believe that we have more jellyfish than before because of the warming of our oceans. And so I say our jellyfish about to take over the world. Yes, I think that they are. That was probably the original, like, you know, song that they had written. They were like, it's a little long. We need to back it up a little bit, make it smaller. Um, um, so, um, Cliff, I, this um, is something else that's crazy. This is not about jellyfish, but I saved it for this part of the show because it was more, you know, in the, in the, in the world, in the realm uh, of it. Um, I was listening to this thing about, and I know I've talked about this before, I think, on the show. But it just blows my mind. Eels. Eels. They, nobody, no one has, and I know we've talked about it, no one has ever seen them, you know, reproduce or have sex or anything. They don't know how it's done. All these eels, even freshwater eels will change to saltwater to go to the Bermuda Triangle. And when they go and they come back, more eels come back. They're like, they're like space aliens or but something. But they lived in the water, not out in space. The clip that was pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> you you are weird, but what's not weird is this next segment. It's a very normal segment. It's one I like to call WWID. What would I do, Kendall? What would you do? What 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 what? what? Some people might find it a little weird. What would you do? Well, Cliff, I will tell you as soon as you tell me what you would oh. do. If you are riding on a bus, I'm on a bus late at on night. A bus, late, oh, late. It's dark outside. There, it can't go below 50. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's one other person on the bus, and he comes up to you and says, you know, I may look like a normal person, but I'm actually an evil genie in disguise. He says the bus you're on is going to crash in the next 10 minutes. Now, he can save you, but you must do something for him. Of course, there's always a quid pro quo when it comes to the old evil genie. In order to survive, you have to kill somebody else with your own hands. Now, it could be somebody that is bad or someone you don't like, but you personally have to do it. And there will be no consequences for your crimes. What do you do? Oh, well, I mean, I would die and then I'd go to heaven and I would be, you know, probably seated at the head table. In, you know, at the Heaven Dining Hall up there with like Elvis and Lucy and Nelson Mandela and, you know, all the great Gandhi and me and Jesus probably too. And it depends on going, uh, well, what they serve in heaven. Uh, you know, it depends on how long we're there, how many courses it is. And I mean, I'm assuming that people drink even like, you know, if you're off the sauce, what, there would be no reason to not sauce it up in heaven and then you probably get some kind of big dessert and that's that's what i would do Kendall. i don't i don't know if they're gonna let you sit at the head table they're like you could have taken this terrible person out but you just came no on. i would be because they would because i did not murder <laughs> partake all, all right. right kendall now hollywood they're out of ideas and they are this, you know, they they kind of are right in one respect, but they're wrong in another because they say, hey, the people are so dumb. They won't go see some kind of new movie that's exciting and original. So we have to just find old existing things to make movies out of. And somebody was surfing the web or the channels, channel surfing. That's what we used to surf, teens, was channels. <laughs> and, you know, they saw that there was these movies based on the Adams Family. And, they, you know, there was even a new 
Munsters movie that came out last year or the year before. And so they say, hey, I think we need more movies based on things from the 60s. And everyone else is on strike, but but you. And they ask you, because you're the only person who has answered the phone, what should... <laughs> That's why you answer the phone every time. <laughs> what should they do, Kendra? What, 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 what should they reboot as a movie franchise from the 60s, Kendall? What would you do? Um... I mean, there's a lot. I mean, is this like I could mention a lot of them, or is it like I just have to do one? I think they want one really good pitch. The depending upon how successful it mm. is, you know, if if this one is a hit, they'll just let you write your own ticket after the first one. You know, it would be could be a fun movie, uh, Green Acres. It could, yeah. You remember that? Oh, I do. Um, that would be a good. So, well, I guess I'll go with that. I think that's. It's okay enough of an answer. Let me. Luckily, I'm there to whisper <laughs> in your ear, because you have to think big. You have to think movie franchise big, because you know they don't want just one. They want one that's gonna start another and another and another. So, and think about this on the big screen. Okay. It all starts. With a three-hour tour, a three-hour oh, tour. That. I swear, I almost said Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be because that's cinematic? You have a shipwreck, the SS Minnow wrecks. You have the the yeah. movie star, and you know the professor and Marianne all on Gilligan's. You get prequels Isle. on all the different ones. Oh yeah, it's it's a world-building movie. So that, see, that's that's one that they can take to Universal Studios and just buy another acre of land for Gilligan's Island. Make a ride out of it. Yeah. Um, I think we're way past time for a Gilligan's Island movie. Oh, I can't believe that hasn't been rebooted or something by now. All right, Hollywood, we're available by phone. Say goodbye to Hollywood. Say hello to Gilligan's Island. Well, Cliff, say hello to Hollywood oh. again because you are in Hollywood, Hollywood. In a lifetime visit to the Muppet Studios in Los Angeles, you uh, your tour guide takes you into the room where all the Muppets are stored, and she says she has to run somewhere really quick, and she'll be right back. So she leaves you alone with all the Muppets. Um, they're just like lifeless, you know. And then all of a sudden, Kermit wakes up and says, "Hi ho." And so do the rest of the Muppets, and they explain that they are really, they're all real people that used to be alive, but now they're Muppets because they loved them so much they decided to just take over their bodies. And so they say, you can be a Muppet too, but you have to give up your current life. And I'll remind you that that means this show as well. And, but you can be a Muppet with them forever. Well, you do. I mean, why not? Why not? Why? Kendall nah. will find a way to move on. He'll be fine. You have you have diapers to change. You'll be fine. You'll forget I ever existed. And uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Do, do I have to murder anybody? What, what Muppet are you going to be? No, no murder involved. I mean, what's not taken? I don't know. It's up to you, I guess, at this point. Uh, well, we, it'll just be a wait and see kind of thing. What's left? Uh, I'll be I'll be anybody. <laughs> All right. all right, Kendall. Oh, okay. One day, you you finally did it. Just you're walking around and you annoyed this evil genie just by doing whatever it is you do. And you've annoyed him so much that he decides to trap you in the top of a tower a la Rapunzel. You know how she was up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's gonna come visit you, but how he does it is he won't let you trim your fingernails, and so you have these long, curly fingernails that you have to let down, and that's how the genie climbs up to bring you your daily pizza and ice cream up in the top of the tower. So, okay. He, ca- he calls up, you know, Kendall, let down your fingernails. And then the, and he climbs. What would you do? 
Well, I mean, if he's bringing me pizza and ice cream, it, can I watch movies? Because this is sounding pretty good. Uh, uh, undetermined. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if I really wanted to get away, I guess I would just use my long fingernails to stab him. Oh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can really if they're so long that people could climb up on them. I don't know that they're strong enough to stab. I, with. If they're strong enough for someone to climb on, they got to be strong. So you well, know. I mean, I guess if you've held the end of it, uh, of you know, and it was especially sharp. Okay. You, you, I've, I've outsmarted the genie again. Oh, but, man. That's what you would do. <laughs> and then I'd saw off the fingernails after I used them to climb down myself and move on with my happy move life. Move on. Nick, live one it's day. It's important to move on. You're at home. Yeah. Uh, one day you're at home on a rainy day with nothing to do, and you're just bored out of your mind, and the door opens. And in rides a cat in a hat. Now, this cat is rather fat and has many tats. He's not the cat from the book, I tell you that. Uh, first, he takes a <laughs> shat, and then he starts to get you into all sorts of trouble. I mean, he basically destroys your apartment, uh, all of your things in your apartment, and starts to get you into some serious trouble with the law. And he doesn't look like he's going to stop anytime soon. What do you do? I wouldn't let him in, thereby... He's already in. The deal has been done. Preventing all of that. How <laughs> did he make any deal with this cat? Here's... I told you, he already rode in. He just came in without saying anything. He took uh, over. Well, I just used my one free murder from that other question and murder the cat. <laughs> there you go. Dead. I'll teach him there's more than one way right. to skin the cat in the hat. What about that? Ouch. All right. All right, Kendall, finally for me, God is bored one day, and so he decides to call upon you, Kendall, and he says, riddle me this. Who better? You can choose. <laughs> Let's see what you choose, Kendall. I don't know what you'll choose. Oh, God. You can either put an end to all wars or... An end to all baldness. What would you do? Uh, well, Cliff, if there is no war, then nobody really cares about baldness anymore. So I'd end those wars, of course. Oh, wrong. Because if you end all baldness, that would end all wars. If nobody was <laughs> bald, nobody oh. would have a chance or a reason. Nobody would have that fire of hatred inside them that starts these horrible wars and atrocities. Kendall, if only you had known you could have gotten rid of them both at the same time. Uh, I feel like you say that a lot, Cliff. If only you would have known. If only you would have known. Oh, well, Kendall, that's what you would do. That's what I do. Peaceful but bald. All right, I could deal with the world <laughs> like that. I mean, what's uh, that's what I say. Like you say, like what's what's there to fight about? Uh, you know, once all the war's over, just enjoy your baldness. Shave it off. Just enjoy it for God's sake. I mean, I've learned to enjoy a lot of things. Oh, excuse us, boy. Sorry to interrupt right in the middle of your sentence about whatever it was, but I just had to draw your attention to that large tuna swimming around over there. Isn't it magnificent, boys? Oh, oh my God. That is not a tuna. Mr. Snodbottom, that is Charles the Contractor swimming again. Oh, now he has a fish hook. He's trying to fish. Oh, oh, oh he, my goodness, he got Charles, it. What did that say about getting into the tanks? Oh, dear. Why, I believe that it's a tuna fish that he's caught. Why, I bet you could make one delicious casserole out of that sugar lump. Oh, yes. dear, it's very improper etiquette to make tuna casserole out of. Tuna at the aquarium, dear. We must get him out and stop this right away. Oh, yes. Well, I think we'll get right to that right after I see the manager of the aquarium. I have some suggestions as far as the sodas that are available in the vending machine that I think he'll want to hear. Oh, what, what, what kind of soda do you want, Mr. Snodbottom? 
Well, I think we need a low-sugar, low-carbohydrate option for people who are on a diet, Bauer. And we also need one that has some sort of prune juice in it for those of us with our own bowel peculiarities. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's a, that's a good idea. I think that is. And you know what I think you should also get is a can of, like, grapefruit juice. Did you ever, like, drinking that Minute Maid grapefruit juice? That's what I used to get. When I was in middle school, because they would let us go and get a can of something. and But I don't think they had just, maybe they did, but I don't think that they had just like Coke and Pepsi and stuff. It was like things that were pseudo healthy, you know, like it with juices and stuff like that. And I would get oh, dear, I've, Minute Maid grapefruit juice. I've tried to get him to drink grapefruit juice. It's terrible on his acid reflux. Oh, yes. It's not for me, boy. I'll stick to prunes. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I don't mean to break this up, but now Charles has just killed a swordfish. Can we get him out of the tank before any more damage is done? Oh, and he's using the sword to impale that. I think that is a tuna. He's uh, impaled it. It's making like a shish kebab oh with it. Oh, oh my gosh. We're never going to be allowed there. back in here. This aquarium is understaffed. That, uh, that's Charles, what I blame. Get out of the tank, I, mean, oh I, think, okay. I do think it's the staff because if there's were more people working here, he would never have been able to get into the tank, let alone, you know, all that followed after. I think the octopus opened the tank and that's how he got in. But the staff is cleaning the other tank he was in a moment ago. Oh, oh, there's an octopus that it has gotten out. I see. It's actually trying. Oh, I to, gotta go. I gotta go check on the baby. No, it's trying to get the bubble gum from that bubble gum machine. But there could be one on the baby too. So you know, might as well. And I'll, I'm gonna go to the gift shop see if I can get get my money back for this hat because I don't. You know, I'm not gonna wear this hat. But I could use the eight ninety nine. So all right, oh, this pick has me been up a, a Snickers show. bar while you're there. They may only have weird fish flavor ones, but I'll get you what I can get, okay? Maybe a big can of the fish flakes. Ooh. All right, this has been Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. I have been Cliff. Oh, and I've been Kendall, and we're right in the middle of the coast to coast, in the water. In the middle. Anything else about jellyfish, Kendall, before you run and save your child? Oh, I love the glowing ones, the bioluminescent ones. We didn't even get to talk about those. We didn't. Oh, now, sometimes they clone themselves. If you cut one in two, they can regenerate and create two jellyfish. Sometimes They used to think that... Oh, what if they've already cloned? Oh, God. They, they're all clones. This is Attack of the Clones is what I'm calling this today, Kendall. This is terrifying. All right, I've got to go. Uh, you've got to go. I've got to go. All right. How do you feel? This is it. The woman said, well, I feel fine if you don't ask for details. Don't you wanna know? Don't you wanna know? If you don't ask for details, no. If you don't ask for details, don't you wanna know? No. I can feel it. I, I can feel it. I, I, I know how far you go, but sometimes you know. Raise your hand if you really love 
Raise your hand if you ain't got a nickel. Raise your hand if you want some more of it. Raise your hand if you're going to the store for it. Uh, I did not follow that. <laughs>